What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Ron the Loudmouth. And your other boy, Nerd Actor Charles. And we are here to introduce the inaugural episode. The very first. The debut track. The coming out party of. <laughs> <laughs> the, the initial release of Nerds Out Loud. What is Nerds Out Loud? Well, Nerds Out Loud is our podcast. I am Ron the Loudmouth. I'm an actor. I'm a videographer. I'm a... Uh, and nerd professional, you know, I love movies, I love anime, I love, you know, all the cool things that we like talking about, especially video games. And um, with me, I have my fabulous co-host. Yep, nerd actor Charles. I'm an actor, voiceover actor, dabble in writing, looking forward to uh, putting up some things as well. I am also a huge nerd, been a nerd before it was cool, you know, when they stole our shoes for it. <laughs> You know what? It's fine, though, because, honestly, you think about now how nerds are nowadays, and it's literally the new niche. Like, it really is. It, it's, yeah. it's come a thing it's where... It's the thing. It, it is the thing now. Like, you no. might as well just say, I'm a nerd, and be proud of it, rather than think of it as, like, being a nerd, it's like, ah, oh, this is weird. Though there are levels, still. There oh, there's still, still levels. levels. There's still like, levels. There, like, I still feel uncomfortable being like, yeah, I also like, um, I like anime. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> you, you have to... There are times where you can bring it up and be like, yeah, I love anime, and then other times, like... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Can't be too geeking out about it because I want so much to share, but I have to be mindful of where I'm at and stuff. So we have an amazing first episode for you guys. We have some really interesting topics. As you guys know, there has been an announcement by Marvel about future talks. I wouldn't say it's an announcement. It's more uh, via, I think, Deadline or THR that that Marvel is in talks with Angelina uh, Jolie. Okay. Like, there's no official announcement. There's no Oh, so this wasn't, signing. there this wasn't, like, a thing saying, like, oh, no. she's, okay, so. This is, they are having meetings. Got it. So, it, this is kind of cool, though, because, uh, let me actually bring up the article while we're talking about it, because, you know, for many people, you know, whenever they talk to new people, you never really understand, unless it's a character that they know about already. Sure. Like, you're never really in the know about who the characters are. Yep. So I think it's nice that, you know, first off, Angelina Jolie. Like, can we just talk about that? Like, yeah. the, for all, for anyone who knows Angelina Jolie's career, <laughs> Which is, like, she's she, everybody. But, like, she's an action star. Like, she got her all start. Over, really? All really? Yeah. Dude, like, you could even talk about not even just, like, Dramas, or, dramas, like, off, or, like her true like acting career, like just talking action movies in general, like the the initial wanted, Tomb Raider, Mr. Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Raiders. Smith, uh, Wanted, uh, Tomb Raider. She she is the initial Laura Croft she for can, a reason. She, like she she's can do action, right? So, um, and speaking of which, did you know Wanted's a comic book? Yeah, I did not know that. I did. That was my news today. That I, random yeah. fact, people. If and you if, didn't know, Wanted is a comic book that was turned into a movie. And if this happens, we'll have both Star Lord. Charles Xavier and whoever, which everyone's thinking Cersei from the Eternals as Angelina oh, Jolie. Oh, that'd be really cool. So All um, in the same movie beforehand. So uh, this is the article read by The Hollywood Reporter. And it is said that um, she is in talks to star in the Marvel Studios' The Eternals, which is a superhero team adventure uh, feature. Which, to me, it's like, I don't really know anything about The Eternals. So when I hear like it's a superhero movie, I'm like, oh, where? How does this fit into the new like direction and that Marvel? Where they're going? Yeah, yeah. So the Eternals are are pretty high up when mm -hmm. it comes to power base. So you look at if you remember, if you 
been following the MCU at all. Yeah. You see, like, the first Guardians of the Galaxy when they showed the first glimpse of the Infinity Stones. Oh, They have okay. those giant guys walking around with that yeah. staff. So that's what I initially that's thought. That's their parents. Right. Okay. So, so that's that's the Celestials. The Eternals are a little bit lower than them. Got it. And then, funny enough, in the comics, Thanos is actually a kid of one of the Eternals. Oh, so... To give it, you, like, a power set of where they are. Right. So, because I've, you know, perused through, like, some Marvel comics, and you see those characters who are, like, literally walking through space, and it's like they're... It's like a regular street on the sidewalk. And, you know, I never really understood how those fit. Like, I thought they just were generally Eternals normally. So, um, gar- speaking about Guardians of the Galaxy, so Star-Lord's dad, is he an Eternal or is he a Celestial? I have to look into that, to be honest with you. I know he's pretty high up. Right. Uh, because that was my he's first... He's the living planet, so he's ego. So he's he's godly in power. Right, for sure. Which are like a lot of these people. Like yeah, the so when I... Because when I was... Uh, I was actually talking to a friend. One of the... When I first thought about it, that was like my initial thought when I said I heard of Eternals. So I'm thinking like, oh... They have to be someone like pretty omniscient, pretty powerful. They kind of have yeah. what you're saying, like a godly power in a sense. Yeah. That the it, Thor level of like power. <laughs> but would you say that the Eternals are more so like even like Thor's a god, obviously, but in the sense of like Eternals have like cosmic power. Like, is there like so, yeah. like is there a difference in how they use their powers if they have any? Or so like, the Eternals were created by the Celestials. Those are those giant looking things that had the staff that were that were in control of the infinity stones in the movies at least that's what they showed okay um and in the comics the celestials were experimenting they created two things they created the eternals Mm -hmm. and the deviants Mm. and the eternals were more um humanoid they have a huge a huge wide range of powers from flight strength Atom manipulation, all kinds of crap that's, like, crazy strong. Got it. And then you had the Deviants who they were experimented on, but then they were kind of, like, not all there. They're kind of cuckoo. Yeah. So the two of them started a war. They had a bunch of fighting. Oh. Uh, it depends on what you're you're looking at story-wise. Uh, it was created originally by Jack Kirby. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's one of his brainchild. That's one of the things I see here. It's, like, it's based on the Jack Kirby-created title about super-powered and near-immortal beings known as Eternals. Yeah. They, um, uh, his original run didn't go all the way through. They actually canceled it because it wasn't super popular. Oh, really? And they didn't get popular again until later on when other writers brought them into the Mighty Thor comic. And oh. Thor was dealing with them. And then they got more popular through there. And then I think current Marvel did their own Eternal series. Got you. So, so in terms of like... So let's say talking about the MCU now, right? Yeah. You know, we have... After the events of Infinity War, we have Cap... We have Iron Man, we have Thor. A lot of regular ground heroes. Right. And then Thor and Guardians. Right. So how would how would the Eternals more I, or less affect how things are going now? I think we're going... I think Kevin Feige, if, if we're looking at both what he wanted to do before James Gunn was fired and then brought back on, mm-hmm. and the announcement of the Eternals, I think we're getting further into uh, Celestial-type characters. Okay. So we might be seeing what might be coming down the pike with... Also with Captain Marvel, if you look at that. Right, because she's technically... The scrolls and the yeah, Kree and their Because the Kree, stuff. in a way, are kind of at the level... I wouldn't say they're Eternal level, but they're like Deviant, maybe? Or like, are they near that I'd say they're more, more around the Nova Corps okay. level when it comes to power. Um, uh, at least that's what it looks like from the films. Yeah. I mean, the, the, all we have right now is just Captain Marvel to go by. Captain Marvel and Guardians and... of the Galaxy. Oh, that's Cause right. Because Ronin is a Kree. That's yeah. true. And, and actually, it's kind of, speaking about that, you know, 
seeing how in Guardians he was seen as a bad guy, and then you watch Captain Marvel and it's like he's he's doing his job. He's doing his job. It's yeah. like you, you could consider it now as like so was he really like being we consider bad? him a bad guy, but for him he's definitely just doing his he's job. He's consistently been like I'm doing my job for my people. Yeah, I'm not gonna. At stop some my point job. there was uh, from what it sounds like in the movies, it sounded like there was a schism for how he did his thing and how the Kree are currently doing it. Yeah. Because that's where he branched off and became more of a radical and a terrorist uh, type person. Spoilers for those who haven't seen the movie yet. Whoops. But um, when he pulls up in Captain Marvel, it's it's clear that he's like, I'm just here to deal with the problem that's been called for. But then when he, he sees that yeah. she took it out, he was like, I acknowledge your power. I'm going to turn around now. And it's like... I'll come back later when yeah, I like, <laughs> oh, when I when I realize I'm ready for this fight, I will come back and fight you. But right now, it's a no. Yeah, I think... It'll be interesting to see how the Eternals fit in because, I mean, this is, again, reading from the article, it says that one aspect to the story, um, while much info is under wraps, um, it involves a love story between Icarus, a man fueled by cosmic energy, and, oh, Icarus, sorry, and Cersei, who relishes moving amongst humans. So already they're having the idea that there's a love story in this. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, you know, how is she going to play into this? How the Eternals are actually going to have the kind of sort of power balance in the world of MCU? Like, I'm curious to see the direction. I'm happy that she's picked, but in terms of the movie itself, it would be very curious where they yeah, carry on this I, direction. I, as long as they have a story they want to tell and they have someone who is passionate about telling it, like right. Ryan Coogler or Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Well, right now they say that um, the director uh, picked for the movie is Chloe Zhao, who directed um, Critical Hits, The Writer, and Songs My Brothers Taught Me. So, um, so probably small stuff. Smaller in stuff. Um, the Writer was in a Cannes Film Festival, and um, Songs My Brother Taught Me, I would assume, is was in Sundance. So notable More film. More stuff. More so, indie work, but obviously showing the idea that she's breaking into this direction perfect. with these people. Yeah, that's great. So I think it'll be uh, a good direction, especially with you know having an actor like this. It's also going to be see- curious to see where a co-star is. Yeah, because you know, and if they go full Eternals and they enjoy, they introduce more characters, they can have a really strong. That's ensemble. true. Because they also because uh, the top thing as well is it is say a superhero team adventure. So yeah. team is an so, important part of it. So. We don't know how many more people are in the Eternals. Yeah. It could just literally be these two, but there's others that come to be a part of it. Yeah. Who knows how this plays in, but... So it's a story that's just starting off, so we'll see where it goes. And if she doesn't get cast, I'm sure they have plenty of other people who could easily come up. I'd love to see a breakout star, to be honest. I would too. I think that's my biggest thing right now about Hollywood, is that if we're going to start having more Marvel movies, more superhero movies... We should start also looking into like breakout actors or yeah. breakout people who Let's think another, could fit uh, that. Like another Chris uh, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, type character. But that if it's would a female, be female. It'd be great. Oh, for sure. Like I'm, I'd be all happy for it. Like, like my, well, I think it was uh, Cat, the Avengers two, Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. um, the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I was like, when I saw her, I was like, this, this is a wonderful character. Like Elizabeth this, Olsen, right? Elizabeth Olsen, yeah. Like it was definitely a character that needed to be added in but then when you realize how powerful she is it's like oh this is so useful i still feel like they haven't really touched on how strong she could be oh no i fully believe that there's more power to her but comic wise she's definitely a lot more powerful yeah definitely movie wise i I think we have to mention that for what we're talking about we may bring up the comics sometimes more than the movies so in the movies it'll always be a grain of salt because they want to 
naturally builds up the, the character development or focus on certain things. Whereas in the comics, they flesh it out so much that we could say, if something is already known to be so powerful, yeah. don't be surprised if it's like, but you didn't show that in the movie. Because sometimes the movies won't really give that. That's where we get the adaptation versus Exactly. The like, I, I feel that... Uh, it's always nice to read the comics because when you do read the comics, you see like, oh, the full extent of what they can do. And then when you go to the adaptations, you just have to be wary of like, you may not see everything, but know what the events are. How Like Civil War is the best example of that. Such a great example. Yeah. So uh, next thing on our list, we had an amazing trailer come out today. I didn't even know about it until like way later today, but for all of us who grew up in the nice uh, early 2000s, 2010s, there was a really great franchise, and it was called Borderlands. And Borderlands, well, let's just say, <laughs> excuse my language, but it was a fuckery of a game because of how <laughs> wild it was. But wild in the sense of amazing gameplay, amazing animation. Wonderful co-op. Wonderful Couch co-op. co-op. Like, literally, you could have your friends over in the same house, yeah. and you could play the we video We don't get game. that anymore. We can't do that anymore. Even you, Halo is like, no, you, we ain't doing that no more. For those who are listening, please understand that the idea of being able to go over to your friend's house and look at the same TV and play the same video game, to, to not even have that ability anymore and have to have everything it's different. It's so rare. Like, just thinking about the, the camaraderie of being able to play the same game and now thinking like... You know, we have streamers and people who play online and, you know, on different ways and how they reach to each other. But the early days of being able to sit next to each other and play a video game. Share pizza. Share pizza. That's how it was. (laughs) And it was great because when you played Borderlands, oh, man, that... So I'm I'm specifically thinking more of Borderlands 2. That's where I really got into it. But Borderlands itself, just the whole idea, the story, the characters, the the way you could actually play the game, like it's so open ended for how much of an RPG that it like guides you to be. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the gold standard that Destiny or Anthem or Division are trying to reach somehow. Yeah. And honestly, like once Borderlands came out, all those games kind of saw. I was like, we can do that, but how do we make it Your own. our 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 yeah. own way? And even to this day, it's like they tried it, but like nothing is going to compare to Borderlands. No. So, uh, what are we bringing up about? Well, today they just announced a development trailer, developer trailer. I'm sorry. So it isn't the full one. It isn't an actual release. Yeah, I mean, it's a reveal that they are. It's a reveal that they it's, are working on it. It's going to be coming out soon. It's going to be happening. But long story short, probably get more info on it by E3. Yeah, Borderlands Two is official and three. Uh, oh, Borderlands 3, sorry. Borderlands 3 is official, and it will be coming out. Um, it is created by Gearbox, um, which is a notable uh, gaming franchise. Um, would you say a franchise? It's or a is company. it a company? Uh, gaming company. They've uh, made, you know, obviously the first uh, Borderlands series. And, um, you know, so for those that don't know the story, I don't even really know the story that well. Vault Hunters look, are on a planet. They've been commissioned to... Find the vault, which is this <coughs> place where they, I think they get, they, I forget what, what's actually in the vault. I right. just know the ultimate goal is to open the vault. Right. And to get whatever's in there. Yeah. Usually it's a giant monster. <laughs> Not surprised. So usually yeah, that's, that's how the game is. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. It's usually a giant big thing that you have to fight. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's usually how it happens. At the end of the second one, they realize, after they open the vault, they realize there are multiple vaults on different planets. 
And that's what got me excited after after um, Borderlands 2. Right. Is at the very end of the game, you defeat the monster, you open the vault, and all this stuff, and you stop the main guy, which is Handsome Jack. Yep. And this thing pops up, and it's like, we stopped uh, Jack from getting the power of the vault, which was the, the monster. I think that was it. He was ultimately trying to take control of that and use that to, like, dominate the world. Mm-hmm. And then after that happened you see multiple bolts pop up on different worlds. Right. So that's probably where we're going to go from there. Interesting. Multiple wor- worlds. So yeah, like I said, I only got into it on Borderlands 2 where I knew the story of like there are multiple vaults on different planets. But I think what's what really got me into this game was just the overall design of it. I think... It's a lot of love in this game. It is a lot of love. Like there's so many pros how this game is. There's so many weapon variations... Billions in the trailer. They said billions of of guns is what we're going to get. For those who remember, like, those games where they attempted... You know how they had those video games where they attempted to be like, you could customize your own weapon, you know, make it how you want to have it load out? Borderlands was like, all right, you can do that, but it's more... We already built the gun, but they're in different variations. Here are other things that can affect it. Like, you can have a shield that makes your weapon so much stronger that you're seeing millions popped up, like the hit point. Right. Which is nuts and fun. The fact that you actually are, like, true to RPG style, like, you're able to have equipment that actually betters your gaming ability, that's what I think was so popular about it. Because, and this is, like, like when they first... So, like, when Borderlands 2 first came out, I remember when I was playing with my friends, you know, the level cap was, like, 30. And I remember being around like level 20, 22, and the monsters are level 25 plus. Do you know how hard it was? It's very hard. To go a solo mission and try yeah. and play them. Like, you had to accept for yourself that after tw- level 25, it's like you can only do this co op because any chance of even just trying to beat somebody or kill a monster, it was just not going to happen. Yeah. Was- and then the great thing is the new game plus where you can go up to level 50 at some point. Ah, uh, yep. So that you're going against these super badasses, you're mm-hmm. crazy strong. You get the level fifty versions of the weapons, which are now also legendaries. Yeah, and, and that was—I think—that was where we first really understood the power of like a legendary weapon. Yeah, because I remember that and Diablo, probably the two big ones that yeah, I can think of. Because I remember when um, they started off as like kind of having in-game currency a little bit. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, you can spend money to get vault keys," which were basically uh, they had these boxes. Uh, you would go into your, like your town and get all your you know ammo weapons yada yada but then they had these little areas where it's like you could go open a vault and if you had a gold key you could basically open this vault and get like super rare loot like super extra stuff great armor great gear great weapons and you could actually if you were able to use the weapon you could use it if you couldn't though that means you could just hold on to it until you were available to or you could sell it and try to make money because if you had i think the, the color was orange i think it was for legendary yeah if you had an orange weapon and you couldn't use it, but like because you were too low level or just didn't fit your class, but if you sold it, you made so much money. I remember one gun I had, I just couldn't use it. I went to the store, it was like three million credits. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I just kept using keys to try to get more stuff to just uh, make money and just have money in, on the stash so I could just spend it whatever. Because every time you died, uh, for those who play it, every time you die, uh, you lose money. Yeah. And so, if you have a lot of money, you lose a lot of money. Yep. They, <laughs> they actually make it incremental of how much cash you have. So it's like, oh, you continually die. We're going to just really charge yep. you so much. And it's... You lose a percentage, not a, a set amount. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah! <clears throat> Which is really crazy. Um, no, no joke, low-key. 
those those vault keys, the golden keys, yeah. are the reason why I joined Twitter. Because <laughs> they were giving that stuff out for free. Oh, that's so interesting. That was the only reason why I joined Twitter. And it makes a start. lot of sense because you think about how the game has progressed now. It's like you could be able to say like, hey, if you guys follow us on Twitter or like, like this well, tweet. They, 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 uh, they give them out now. Oh, they do. They start just giving they just out give keys them out. now? Yeah, you use the code and you can you get your vault key. Oh, nice. Which is cool and fun. Yeah, especially. Um, so... You know, Borderlands 3 is coming out. So in the trailer itself, there wasn't really much talking. So, you know, there isn't really going to yeah, be anything said. It was, you see all your favorite characters like Tiny You see Tina. the favorite characters Rick. like Tiny Tina. I actually have the list up because I wanted to read them out loud. Sweet. So characters that people are known for, you know, Tiny Tina, uh, Mad Moxie, uh, yep. Claptrap, the robot, which is the greatest robot of all time. Um, Mordecai. Who is, I think it was the... He's the guy with the bird. The bird, yep. Um, Brick. Brick, big... big. Uh, the brick. big dude. Who else? Uh, Lilith. Yep, the main siren. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to see... Because uh, this is the... They're saying this is the, the Borderlands 2 list. I don't know if they have Borderlands 3 characters up. Well, we saw Ellie in there as well. Yeah, Ellie's in there. Um, and then, of course, like... Um, we... What you've seen from the photos, because from the video, because they don't actually say what classes are available, we could kind of guess that there's like four main classes, which is the yeah. same as like the initial. Probably start games. off with four, uh, go up to six at some point. With oh, so you do think they're going to go up to more? Yeah, classes. they usually they usually go up to more classes. The second one, they want they start off with four, and then there was a DLC for two new characters. Oh, I did not think about that. That makes more yeah, sense. So if if we'll probably get our standard four, which is fun because the four then have. Three right. different classes, and then those three different classes have three different trees. So yeah. customization for these four is huge. It's huge, and and the and best part so about it is it's different. U- that's what I think is so great is because each character is like their own specific like class of character. Yeah, and from that you have skill trees that will only work for that class. Like you can't just say like I want to use so like one of the characters in uh, Borderlands Two is an assassin. And, you know, his, like, special ability was the invisible, like, going Go invisible and, cut people down and just cutting people down for nothing. And I was like, okay, cool, but you only worked for a little bit of time. You couldn't use that in a Gunzerker class, no. which is basically just throwing out a turret and just ripping everybody to shreds. And it's like, okay, uh, I think that was the same guy. Mm. Um, Gunzerker was the one who would have two guns. Oh, is it the... The soldier was the one The that, soldier was the one who had the turret. I don't know what his That's, name was, or like what his class name was. <coughs> I think his gauge was his name, if um. No, but yeah, they really they really embraced the RPG elements of of an RPG shooter. I mean, they invented yeah. the and, RPG shooter, really. And and from that, it was really just being able to say, like, you can take... Oh, Axton was the name, sorry. Axton, yeah. Axton is the uh, soldier guy. Right. Um, I wonder who... Oh, I think Krieg might have been the... If I'm not mistaken... Nope. Anyway, um, but that's what I think was one of the big things that I really enjoyed about playing the game, like mid-game as well, because there were times where you'd really get turned off, especially for me, where it's like, if you just constantly keep dying, if you're in a zone where it's like, you just can't clear it, you're stuck, you just don't know what to do, it made it easier to know that it's like, let me focus on the skill tree to like really better myself in this situation so I don't do that. And that feeling of relief... When you finally clear that zone, whether yeah. by yourself or with a friend, it's like... Also, that's that's another uh, thing about it that I really enjoyed about the RPG element is mm-hmm. you could find places where they have that skull above their head and it's like, oh, I can't go in there otherwise I would die. But yeah. I can snipe this one big guy over and over again and get crazy experience by just killing him. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. that's where the RPG elements come yeah. in. I'm like, yeah. See, and it I was love... smart because they actually allowed you to, yeah. even if you weren't close to the fight, it's like, like you can with... still shoot him, try and get damage, and then until they notice you, you can chip like... him down. But then you get something like Destiny and you get a place where they're higher level than you, you don't do any damage. Yeah. And like and it's, it's pretty much all impossible. Yeah. And also, I think in the in Borderlands, they actually focus this a lot was uh, unless you like left for a long time, if you did damage to a character, ran away, but then ran right back, they still retain. Really quick, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to be quick, but they still retain the damage. Yeah. Whereas in Destiny, you could literally leave for a couple seconds, try and go right back, and they're full health again. So much and it's to like, this game that I'm excited and it, for. And it's like there's no way that I'd be able to do this normally, yeah. knowing that the damage didn't stick on. But at least in Borderlands, they're at least honest about like. If you're not far away, if you're just trying to reload or trying to like heal up and then go back in the fight, you you're still gonna keep, keep that. They're still gonna keep that damage because yeah. there might be other things that they're fighting. You'll have like half hour fights if need oh be. Oh my yeah. god! There was um, a part in Borderlands too. Is like you're fighting the plants, like the big ass like piranha, kind of like man eating piranha plant. Mm -hmm. I was in that battle for Did like a ever... solid forty five minutes because I was solo. I was just playing solo, and I'm like trying to beat this thing, and I'm literally just doing the same thing. Over and over, yeah. I'm like, why can't I kill this? The most why? <laughs> the most frustrating one for me was trying to summon Vermiverus. Do you know that one? Um, so there were like there were four big bosses in in Borderlands Two. One of mm -hmm. them was you had to get these insects, and then they mm -hmm. would like make these cocoons. Yes. And then yeah, turn yeah, into yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get yep. a badass, then yeah. a super badass, then a the, the, like, ultimate the badass, and then Vermiverus showed up. Oh. And it was this like skyscraper sized like bug bug. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was about like yep. it was like Mothra. Right. It was like um, um. I remember the first time I saw that. I didn't know about it. Like I found out. I looked it up on YouTube and all that stuff afterwards. But the first oh. time I saw it, I was like, "What the heck is that thing?" Oh my god, no, I'd be scared. I can't kill that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, at that point I was playing co-op because we I was I was trying to do the mission solo and I just couldn't do it. So I had my friends join on with me and we were like. It was one of those things where we all saw. It's just like, um, wh what is that? Yeah. What are we, you're what are we seeing about to the thing fight? get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and like, it's, oh no! But and it was and that was so the cool thing about the animation is that they made it feel so realistic. So like you never were seeing frames go out of place. You weren't trying to you know figure out like the loading time. Like it, there was never a moment like in the story where it felt like a loading like a story mode or a loading screen just when you're going to, from different places but those places were usually really huge yeah. right and and even then like that's like traveling where it's like yeah. you know if you don't see the travel it's like all right fine we have to deal with that but in terms of actually getting around in terms of actually interacting with people it was never a case of like i have to see a loading screen every time i have to figure out when i'm going to be talking to someone or wait for them to give a command like they were very much like on point with quick responses and yeah. the way I thought an RPG should be like you know when you play things like MMOs and all that kind of stuff yeah that's, um, what, that's what's really exciting about this we get we get our characters that we love we, yep. we're definitely going to get these hilarious clever storylines and and uh, quick uh, easter eggs to other things I think one of my favorite easter eggs in the Borderlands 2 is you can you can uh, if you start off Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the game, you walk all the way to the mountain, and you yeah. you have you get the Lord of the Rings yep. uh, achievement, which is yep. so dope. It's so cool. And there's so I, many like little things. There's it's Ninja little Turtles, stuff. like uh, a yeah. thing that you can find. They make it. They make it. Uh, 
relatable in terms of the references where it's like especially to nerds yeah like they they try to make it seem like if you're a nerd who loves these games and you felt like this is a moment that you're in that moment guess what here's that achievement yeah because we knew exactly what you're thinking you find a batman and robin at one point right like all you see is that you find the symbol and they'll they'll actually say in the achievement it's like you found the bat signal or like something like that it's like how cool is that? Like, you're feeling so inclusive so, with how I'm you do it. I'm all for more of that. Mm-hmm. For new characters with new dope skill trees. And no joke, that trailer, that's this reveal trailer that they dropped today, the thing that really got me was the walking gun. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. I Go- think I, think I can send really a gun cool. to just walk and kill. I'm in. Yeah. Thank it's, you. It's... Here is all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Get that meme up of uh, uh, a fry just having them cash out in his pocket like, take all of my money. All of take all, all of, of my it. money. No, I'm really excited for it. Um, I definitely think it's going to be a game where, because, you know, we have other friends, uh, our good friends, 8-Bit Close Fist. Uh, they're also a podcast. We were talking and we were just kind of getting, you know, all of our thoughts out. And the one thing that really stuck to us is like, we're happy that it's just an old fashioned game really is where you know this is just me speaking personally but i'm i'm just so tired of the battle royale thing like we have so many games that do the same stuff with different variations of the same weapons armor health she like literally you could put four games together call of duty battlefield fortnite and the newest one apex legends all with their battle royale modes and you can literally dissect how the guns are going to be the same kind of guns in all different games. Yeah. It's just relatable to they'll the franchise. They'll have one gimmick. Either they can build or they have characters that have special skills. Right. And that's, of course, like the gimmick for every game because that's where it makes them unique. But the fact of the matter is you're still doing the same objective, yeah. which is last man standing after a whole battle of fighting. Which, at, <clears throat> for now, it's fun. But we like to see this. It's just a breath of fresh air. It's like wow, we we have a new game out that's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> like I think to be able to say, and a, like a, a new game that invites um, cooperative play. Yeah, exactly. And the cooperative play that we're used to, not the kind play of <laughs> that is elongated for a long campaign. Like these games can go up to eighty hours worth of gameplay. Like you think about how Destiny had those raids. And exactly. all those kind of things where it's like you spend hours trying to complete this raid because there's so many missions. That's what Borderlands was. Borderlands was an entire raid of trying to just get to the vault. But they had little side missions and, side missions and, and little things in between. Raid bosses as well right. their own. And, and honestly, you think about it like... They were very unique and had so many every, weird... You know, and actually, I didn't, we didn't even get to talk about the DLCs for Borderlands. Oh because if there is one thing that actually threw me... That's actually what threw me off of it was that they started putting so many DLCs out. But they and I was, like, they're the best DLCs I've ever Oh, they were, for sure. By, I, I can't deny that for a fact, because it's, it's one of those I things where you put their DLC them, up against so many other games. And they when they had that Tiny the Tina one, I think it was for Halloween. The d one? The, not that one. Oh, the the okay. Halloween one, I think it was. I was like, yo, y'all are really marketing the shit out the of this. D&D like, you're smart. is my favorite of all time. Yeah. I can like that alone was like its own game, and I was so happy with it, and I loved it. And I think it's cool because going back to what you said about the nerd thing, it's just you're making them more inclusive. It's like how can we give an experience that people don't know about D and D? Yeah, only people who play D and D know what this is going to feel like, and they put it into a video game. It was fantastic, and when they would they would still bring in the gaming community because there was a mission in the D and D one where you had to kill a camper who was kill spawning. 
And I was like, this is so brilliant. It's so good. And it's being run by the maniac Tina Tina, who, like, your first person you fee- uh, meet is a dragon who's invincible, and it kills you. And she's like, you're all dead. <laughs> I'm like, Tiny, we can't fight. <laughs> you do understand we're trying to win here, right? It's like, it's like no, invinci- invincible dragon, do what you can, have fun with it. Yeah. No, it's, honestly, Borderlands is, is a franchise that is a true gem to this community. And I think that we've waited. It kind of felt like with Red Dead 2, everyone was like, it's been 13 long years until Red Dead 2 has finally come into fruition and we finally have it to play in our systems. And I feel like Borderlands 3 is kind of the newest one of that. It's like, yo, we haven't had a game like this in so long. Five years. Five four, yeah. Five, uh, 2014 is when it first so yeah, came five. out. So like five years. like Since uh, the pre-sequel. Mm-hmm. And just to even think of that... It's just so nice. It's so nice to get a, a, a rebranding. There's going to be game. so many things they can draw on when it comes to um, oh, yeah. references. Oh, like you yeah. have the whole MCU. You have the DCEU. Oh yeah. You have. I'm honestly that's Battle what Royale. Like, like that's going to be the make game. Fun of so much stuff. That's going to be the game where if Gearbox is smart, they're going to start thinking about DLCs for like the next two years because there's literally what you're saying. There's so much stuff to yeah. just pick from and be like. So how do we mess around with this? How do we mess around? Because I'm not even gonna lie. If I see a Fortnite DLC of them like being able to build shit, I'm gonna instantly. It's like you're the best game ever. What do you think <laughs> of the, the villains? They showed the two main bads in the trailer. So the the one villain that I'm thrown off by is the guy. Because I was wondering if it was gonna be the guy. Yeah. Because I'm like the girl makes sense. Like there's always an evil girl villain, badass chick who's gonna like try and destroy something, but. Isn't he just handsome Jack looking new? Like kind of looks like handsome Jack. Like the, my, the dynamic between them, I get the uh, white so stripes. Similar. So I get like sim- the white stripes uh, feeling. Yeah, it's so similar. Like I see that. I look at him, and every time I look at that clip, I'm thinking to myself, "Why doesn't he talk?" Because I just need to hear his voice. Well, and we're not going to hear anything from anyone. Yeah. Obviously, so. this trailer is very quiet, but I'm waiting for that initial reveal trailer. And they said next week is they're gonna they're gonna give more. Yeah, April third once they. Uh, Drop the um, the game of the year collection, the first one. Got you. Um, once, like, hopefully by next week, you might be able to hear some audio. But I, once I hear his voice, I'll be able to pick out because that to me go. is my biggest question. Because if it's Handsome Jack again, it's like okay, fine. But what are they going to do with that new villain? There's there's got to be other ways to, you know, it's going to be tough. It'll be Borderlands tough. too. I, I trust him because Borderlands 2 made me really hate him. Like, hate and love him. Because he had some really great one-liners. Oh, he's a one-liner fanatic. He's, like he's, he's hilarious. He's the kind of character who, when you played with him, it's like, man, you have the perfect one-liners. That it's like, yeah. I can't be mad at you what you just but said. He but he did so many like great things that made you... like. Technically, he was on your side until he stabbed until you in the back. Twist, yeah, yeah like, literally, he's on your side the and, whole time. And, and that twist, like, you're like... All right, I'm gonna kill you yeah. now. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's one of the. Uh, I watched videos online of the Telltale series and how he was also kind of the same thing. Like he's more yeah. of a dick, but it was one of those things of like, yo, I really liked you in Borderlands too. Why are you? No, I don't want to be your friend now. And then like that you just moment happened. You just, and you're you just like, immediately went evil. I'm like, oh, you're you're not. A oh, nice we need guy. to kill you. Yeah, we're we're not we're not friends anymore. This is this yeah. is legit revenge. We're yeah, gonna have like, to your, we're going like after your ass. MJ or no, Gwen Stacy being thrown off the bridge by uh, Green Goblin. You're like, 
Oh no, you are. No, you did. You the, are the pinnacle of. Oh, like, you you did the you did the wrong. Oh, we're thing. about to go. Yeah, we're about to throw oh, hands. We throw I'm not hands. about to be a superhero today. No, it's no superhero not, today. <laughs> this is not good. This is not good, Peter Parker. I'm the guy. Punisher tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call my boy Punisher. I'm gonna say I need some words of uh, words of inspiration. <laughs> I just saw something really bad yeah. go down. And Pull then, up, Batman Begins. Like I don't have to save <laughs> you. <laughs> oh man, but no, I. Uh, there is a lot of good to come from this, and I'm really excited to see what Borderlands 3 comes with. And um, we don't know any release date yet. That's still up in the air, but... I'm willing to bet we'll probably see it next year. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to bank 2019. I'm going to say more 2020. Yeah, me too. Um, if I had to pick a quarter of 2020, I'm going to say second quarter. Like, I'm going to go third. You're going to go third? I want to say it's going to be an early summer game. It, it's it's late fall. Because I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where they need the summer to really get kids to play it. And then near the like end of the year when it's like so fall, it's going to be like that's when DLCs will start getting, you know, nice updates, nice patches, nice DLC preparation. Like Either way, I'm willing to wait. Yeah. Like, I waited 10 years for Final Fantasy 15. I waited 10 years for Kingdom Hearts 3. I'll wait five for Borderlands 3. Yep. As long as you give me a good finished game, I'm happy. I think, and I think that's the key part is it's going to be a game where you know they announced it. They did it very smart their announcement, but it's definitely a thing of like there's a standard now. You, yeah, you have an expectation. We want you to hit that, and if it right. takes a while, it's it. We'd rather we'd rather you take the time to make sure that Please you meet this time. level and not try and rush in and be like we have the game and then it not be at par because if it's not at par, then. What are we playing the game for? And like then I'm that's, disappointed and sad, and life is no good. You're easily going to just lose your audience if you just don't put in the effort behind it. Yeah. So, all right, and then the last thing that we're going to talk about is um, so there's been an announcement. It's a very very interesting announcement. I find it something that I think it's going to be cool. I don't know where it's really going to go with this. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how it's going to work either because my biggest issue, well, we'll get to that, but basically there's been an announcement uh, by Google and Google has, uh, let me just bring it up for you guys, folks. Google is officially launching what they like to call their Netflix for video games. Um, (laughs) What is that? Well, uh, reading from Polygon's site, um, Google's hour-long pitch for cloud gaming at the 2019 Game Developers Conference marked the company's intention to reform and dominate the games industry. Dominate? It's such a strong word. Right. Like, they are coming out... No, like- they, are, they are, like, really trying to make a, a statement. So, Google Stadia, if it works as advertised, is nothing less than a sweeping away of the status quo, an end to console boxes and the technological generations that have shaped the last 40 years. So that right there already says that this is going to be a big time thing. Like this isn't something simple. Well, they want it to be. That they, supposedly. What's, we'll see yeah. what happens, allegedly. I'm but, not putting my money in that one. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> on, on that, for, that. so basically what Google Stadia is is that 
we all know what Google is. It's the well-known plat- search platform that we all know and love. Tech and company creates all kinds of stuff. Tech company, all different things. They're starting to do Google VR. You know, they're, if everyone they remembers the Google, glasses, the glasses, they which phone, they do to me now. cracked me out because I was ready for those to come out and be like, where's that? Like, I'm ready to buy those and use them every day. And but I, was anyway. like, I was ready to have like a HUD set up, like full on. Yeah, no, so like, I was thinking about it. it like, I know where my left, middle, middle, right. I, like, I, I don't saw know how me pointing at the <laughs> random air is I'm, I'm like afraid that my eyes are just going to like look one direction and then they pick the wrong thing. I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't want that. I saw the dream. Let's yeah, it was a good dream. I saw the dream. But so Google Stadia is basically... They're going to take Google and they're going to create their own gaming platform where you can go onto Google, like, uh, browser, TV, your, your through a phone, phone your through computer. your TV, through your laptop, through any sort of Wi-Fi connection, like, and a hopefully good connection because anything bad, I, who knows what's going to happen. Um, but basically, you're able to play video games, but... Here's as long the pr- as you have their controller. As long as you have a controller. But, their controller. But here's the other key part about it as well. It's not just video games. It's genuine video games. Like that, AAA. Like AAA, high level. high level video. So imagine like we were just talking about Borderlands 3. And Google Stadia, if all works out well, Google Stadia would be able to tell you, you can go around, play on your laptop, your phone, your TV, and hotel as long as you room. have your hotel room, and as long as you have that really good internet connection, and you have Google Stadia, you can play Borderlands Three. And to be able to do that is is totally just getting rid of like no more PS4, oh, yeah. no if more it, Xbox, if no it more would work, computer, no it would more, change everything. It would change everything because if it could work. Well, that's where the biggest. So that's where I think my biggest issue is right now because here's the thing that. As we all know, the internet is a very finicky thing. Very finicky. In some places, you only have one provider. Right. Like here in California, we have there are places where we literally have only one provider. Right. Like where you can't shop around. Like you know, just even talking about phones for a second. Like I'm, I have Sprint, and in this neighborhood that I live in, Sprint is the absolute worst. Like you have no service, no reception, but anyone else, totally fine. Working Wi-Fi, working phone, and even for myself, it's like data just has no reception because the the search towers around here are just horrible. Like there's no way to be able to get good service unless you have, you know, extra Wi-Fi capabilities. You know, a router, a modem, like plugged in things that are gonna plugged in to actually like make it work. Whereas Google Stadia is trying to say, you don't need all that. Just play video games, and that's where the biggest fear for me is. It's very ambitious with no no plan of how it's going to work yeah and so so here's another part in their article that i think is going to be interesting so the the the, uh, heading of this section is called speed data caps and resolutions so when google tested its service late last year under the moniker project stream and they were using the the new game that came out for assassin's creed assassin's creed odyssey the company worked within an ideal framework of 25 megabits per second for 1080p to 60 frames per second. So for those who don't know or are kind of confused, 25 megabits a second, pretty it's pretty good. It's like 30 frames or they're saying 1080p, which is high quality for it's HD, yeah. like pretty much HD quality for YouTubers, uh, for any kind of like website yeah. it's viewing It's not thing. your 4K TV, but it's still high def. Like your any regular camera is gonna pick it up in the best quality, yeah. and sixty frames is like very very smooth. Quick, There's yeah. like you're like not sports. seeing 
any you're, you're not going to see any sort of delay you're not going to see any pixels like you're looking at a full on yeah. picture that's what they're promising yeah and in fact we only uh, we only used about 20 megabits per second said Google VP Phil Harrison in an interview with Polygon which is who had this uh, had this article improving the algorithms mean that the company plans to launch within a target of 4K to 60 frames per second in about 30 megabytes so already they're saying that they it's want to bar. go to they already want to go to 4K, which is like legit film level quality. Like they're going to put on games that are going to look like it's a movie, which is... Which we're already at, yeah. It's... I, I'm so... So I'm going to continue reading, but... Go for it. So Google has dodged the issue of what this will mean in terms of overall usage, as well as data caps, arguing that internet service providers will increase caps to accommodate consumers' behavior, which especially already... Especially with net neutrality, too. Yep. So they're going to start charging us more for it, too. Exactly, which is why I think is my biggest fear about it, because as much as it sounds great to play all my favorite games through the streaming. internet and just be able to stream them, I'm afraid of, yo, I need to have the running capability of internet to do this, and in doing so, I'm... Like, you think about PlayStation Plus is $25 a month for three months. Or, you they know, also have little... PlayStation Now, which is their version of streaming video games. Yeah. I actually tried it. Yeah, what did you think? It was so crazy lag. Like, yeah. I tried playing... I, I wasn't even like a multiplayer game. I was trying to play um, um, The Last of Us. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was trying to play Last of Us. Just so, that's a solo, solo game. Solo game. Yeah. There are moments where it's just a cutscene. And there would be moments where you're like really into it right and then all of a sudden pause it's lagging it's trying to catch up and then it catches up but it's super blurry oh my and i had a really good internet connection and i'm like i don't know how this is gonna work especially if you want games where it's gonna be like a multiplayer game right as well because then there's gonna be so many different variables that aren't just gonna that are gonna have to go on with multiple different places not to mention the internet speed for everyone else it's not going to be different. the same it's not going to be the same exactly. where you are so somewhere else yeah. the main servers where these games are going to be played on where where we're basically jacking into mm -hmm. like it's going to be different for each one of us yeah. so if, we're, if I'm playing on a really quick internet access and I'm playing on a really slow one right you'll be in front that? of me before you even turn the corner on your screen right and I shoot you and I kill you and it's not fair yep at all. Yep. And I think it's funny because they even dodged that question. It's like they're not even going to... I mean, who knows because they're still forking things out. But yeah. the fact that they can't even acknowledge it's like, well, what about the usage of the internet? Because that, I think, is going to be the biggest issue. Like, there is going to be somebody who's issue. playing a game, you know, let's just say Apex Legends because it's on the market right now. That's no, the biggest thing. Yeah. Imagine being able to play a Battle Royale and knowing that... Uh, to have that expectancy of a possible lag, of possible slowing Huge down, lag. you're, you're going to get so frustrated with the gameplay people. because you can't even, like, not even do you think you're going to move properly, but be able to aim down sight and shoot at someone. Like, there's no way you're actually going to accurately know that I'm doing this at the right time because if there's not enough frames or if there's not enough internet data that's being used to actually show you that. We're going to go back to the dark times. <laughs> The times where you're playing Halo and you're skipping back and forth like crazy, yep, not realizing just, where you really are. Yeah, man. So uh, what's interesting is that um, the next announcement for Stadia is going to come out around E3. Yeah, we don't and have we don't have a price point for how much this is going to cost. Yep, we don't know how much the controller is going to cost. We don't know what type of speed you need, 
and what type of system it can run on. And what's very interesting is they said they're still launching in 2019. Oh, man. I don't see how it's possible. Like, it's maybe launching if they were... in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and quotations, most of Europe. <laughs> um, and then, oddly enough, the next part, what will Stadia cost? Google refuses to discuss its pricing plan. Conversations are ongoing with publishers. So it's already like they're trying to yeah, make this. Yeah, because they're also going to be licensing to oh, the game. Oh, because, well, you have to think about it. Like there's literally so many games that you can pick, but you have to think about, okay, what games are actually going to genuinely generate the attraction, but then also are going to be something where it's like once the initial hype leaves, like who's going to stick with it? Because yeah. my biggest fear with this would be, you know, if they want to go into multiplayer games where it's like, you know, big MMOs, RPGs, Battle Royale, however that is, you have to know that you're going to have the games available to it, but also know that you're, whatever games you're buying, it's not just buying for the usage, it's buying for probably the internet or other things like that. Because if you think about buying the game for like PlayStation and stuff where you have all these free-to-play games... You know what are you necessarily paying for you're not paying for anything because you're just playing the game itself but this this is something completely different this is the internet the yeah. internet actually has a say in how you can actually play a game or not so to know that it's like it's a streaming a, model so you don't own it so the fact that they're already saying that there's a pricing plan it means that you're going to be playing like per month or you're going to be paying per year this set amount and it's going to be like you get all these games or you get all of these games or if you pay this amount you get ABC of these games but then the rest are all free to you for a lower tier or something like that because here's my I guess another thought I would have is you know we're talking about the different kind of games publishers who would you pick up what do you think would work on this what would work for, the way the only way I see this Working, I think they would need to pivot to be honest with you on how what they were trying to do. Mm. Like, this should be the new blockbuster or Hollywood video where you used to rent video games. This is how right. you test whether or not you want to buy a game. Yeah, that's and the only way I can see this. Well, really it made me think of like, um, what was the you remember the back in the day, the website Gamefly? Yeah, Gamefly, where it was like you could genuinely rent games, yeah, for a period they of time. They send it to you in the mail and you send it back, you and you send one. it back, and then it's like, all right, cool. But you know, I was jealous of that thing as a kid because I didn't have that kind of money to just be like, I want to rent a game, but it's they not have... like a movie. Some games can take up to uh, 120 hours to play, right? And it's like you actually want to and take you're... the time to enjoy it rather than feel like actually yeah, you're not gonna play. Game. All 120 hours in one go. No. 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 That's going to span like maybe three months depending on how oh, the type for of player sure. you are. I, like, that's three months of pain. For... Even if you're a professional like video gamer who someone plays video games all the time, you're not going to be playing the same game for more than 10 hours. Like You're, you're going to give yourself a break at some point. Yeah. And I think it's... I don't know. Like It's, it's really a thing where... If they where... really want to make this work, they're going to have to... St- not do games that are multiplayer because that's going to be too hard in my yeah opinion. it has to be a thing where i think you know when i first saw that they announced so like one of the two names i forget what the other one was doom and i believe assassin's creed that's what it was doom so it was doom and assassin's creed and what i think actually kind of made me more intrigued is because they picked assassin's creed and not because of how popular the game is but because it's a single player game yeah and i think that for this to really work it does need to be all like solo player, maybe two, like one, two game, like the games where it was um, 
well, what were the two guys? It was a linear that, story. Kind right. Of thing. Like, anything that has a genuine story to it where you're not feel like you have to interact with other people to play the game, that is going to work the best because then it's all about your progress. You're not worrying about anyone else. You're not worrying about how they're affecting you or how you're affecting them. All that matters is that you're playing the game for yourself and you need to complete it. And once you start adding other people into that, you get thrown off because uh, you have to think about your person on the right who's doing something. But if they're going back to the lag thing, if it starts lagging on you and you're seeing people bounce around like early days of video games, it's like... It breaks you out of that story and exactly. out of that fun. And you're no longer in what you're in. You're now someone outside of it going, I have this annoying thing happening that I can't fix and yep. now I have to wait for it to get better. But let's say let's say that they they do it they they achieve what I think is really very difficult, and they make That's, it. I agree with you. This is a really this is a shout. Like, like they're just they're just shouting but, like we got this, play it. And it's like best what? case scenario. Best case scenario. They've made a system that works. That's you true. can literally like best case scenario. They For make the it work, and you can literally get on anywhere you want to play a game. Yeah, you're not wrong. How do you feel about not owning a game? Oh, see, I'm like, I'm kind of on the fence about it. So so here's my thought, right? Um, ever since PlayStation started allowing you to like download things onto the system, I started to get turned off about. You still own it though, right? You still own it, but it's not the disc. And yeah. I think what I think what I missed about like the last few years of buying video games was like. I missed actually having that disc, that feeling of like, like metal to, to plastic, putting it into the system, like that feeling of, oh, I'm about to play this video game. Let's let's fucking go. Like we're here. I think now it's like I can see where it's a little weird because you can't actually say it's my game. Yeah. Like it's it's you literally like you have just, a copy, and if you want someone to borrow it. Here you go. Right. You can play. That's why the Xbox One didn't start off very well. Oh. Because you were, they were <laughs> licensing. They weren't. Yeah, they weren't actually and selling games. P- PlayStation like, came out and was like, "This is how you can play. You can uh, let people play your games." And they literally just passed over the game. Yeah. And, and they they showed it. it was like, "This is how stupid. This is how stupid you are by doing this idea." Yeah. When you could easily just do. And this. what happened? And it's, the day after, completely switched. Yep. And they, and they acknowledged it. But and I think that was the biggest thing is that Xbox saw where it messed up and it's like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go back now. We we've realized that we've messed up. And I mean other things as well, but like that was one of the big ones. That was like, a huge one. That's yeah. what made me not get an Xbox one. Uh me it was the, the listening thing. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I get I'm that. Sorry. I when that first it's a creepy. that because that was my I was a fan of Xbox up to around to that point because it was a thing of like you have so much capability with what Xbox was doing back in the day. PlayStation was like literally chasing, like catching up to what Xbox was doing back in the day. And then once I heard about that and it was like Xbox One was trying to like revolutionize every, I was, it immediately turned me off. I'm like, no man, just be a system. I just want to play games. Just play video games. Like, your focus I was be jealous of video other, games. Right. I was jealous of kids having an original Xbox because it was an Xbox. Yeah. I didn't care about what else it did. It I didn't care that they I played, could watch my sports and my, right. and my other team. I was jealous that there. they were playing Halo and I wasn't playing Halo yeah. with them. Yeah. But now it's like, I don't want to deal with all that. I just want yeah. a PlayStation where it's just, I play video games, I go on the internet, I watch my streaming services or my anime or whatever I need to watch, and I turn it off, and that's it. Now, going back to Stadia, which is a horrible name. Stadia, it's weird. What does that mean? 
Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Like PlayStation, I get it. It's a station I feel like to play. It's, I feel like it's Xbox. I feel like it's, it's a box. stadium. That's uh, that makes yeah, sense. Stadium. I, no, I, I think it is. Yes, Stadia is uh, a sports arena with tiers of seats for spectators. So basically, it's the plural version of a stadium. Okay. So. So we're basically so, spectating the game that we're playing. So in other words, they're trying to say, they're calling themselves Google Stadium. They're the new. They're the new yeah. arena. For online video games. But they're a Netflix model. Well, so, technically. So, what I'm seeing here, uh, part of that article about, like, the pricing is uh, they have two routes that they can really go. It's either going a conservative route, pricing like Steam, how, like, Steam has video games, they could buy it and it's going to download it. it. Or it's what you're saying, which would be Netflix subscription fee. It would kind of work like YouTube TV. You're Jump paying money. Start playing. You start playing it. You know, you hop on and off. But the the thing that they're unclear about is how would it work in terms of revenue? Because one is really cheap and very conservative because it's literally like you just buy the game, you download it there. Then the other one's really costly because you're paying a lot of money, but then you have all these video games and it's like, are all the video games worth that same amount? Yeah. Because... That's exactly it. You That's can why never... you see Netflix movies that are constantly rotating every right. month. These movies are coming, leaving. These TV are shows, coming. series, now, what happens all if that kind of stuff. happens to your favorite game? Oh, you'd be pissed. Exactly. I would be pissed. Like, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. If I was able to have, like, early like, Assassin's Creed... they can't the for this month. Right. I, I would play be, this month. I, I would be pissed. Because that would just tell me that you didn't think about the consumer. You're thinking about, crap, we can't do this. Oh, well... It's yeah. like, wait, I put in the money for this. Where's my video game? That's, and you're going to tell me no? Like, that's... that You're completely losing the audience. That's that that's point. my biggest thing here is yeah. I don't feel like I own my stuff, especially if you're going to try and be a streaming thing. Like but like I said, again, best case scenario, it works. Mm-hmm. Games play the way you want it to play. It looks fantastic. There's no lag. Right. But I still don't own my game. And if you try and do the Netflix model, you're going to run into the same problems Netflix is having where the companies are going to cost you way more to license. Yeah. So that you're gonna have to either rotate or create your own content. Yep, pretty much. And I and think I'm that's not gonna... willing to wait for that to happen because that's gonna take ten years. That's how long it took Netflix to get their own original studio and their own original content oh, before it like really started coming out. Yeah, that's why we're not seeing any more Marvel stuff on Netflix. That's why because Marvel uh, Disney's making their own platform. Well, I mean, when you say Marvel, like Marvel series or like, yeah, like series okay, like yeah, because like they put the movies and stuff, but no, they don't have the movies. Movie. Are leaving though? They're going straight to the Disney platform. So oh, now, that's right, because they have that new Disney thing. I exactly. forgot about that. Yeah. Now DC has theirs, so no more DC stuff because they're gonna pop. They're eventually gonna mm-hmm. go there. They still have a license with with Arrow and all the CW shows, but I bet you anything, at some point they're gonna leave as well. So that's why Netflix is constantly making new and new original product. That's why they're so much in debt right now, is because they spent so much money to make their own content. That's why they're leading. You know, and I I'm, can't see Stadia doing that. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be really curious. They say they're launching in 2019. I'm going to be highly doubtful if they do. Because 2019 seems like a real stretch to have this huge idea that's not really well thought out, not been discussed. I mean, they said they're going to say more at E3, but here's the thing. E3 is one of the best places to say you have something and then let it completely crash and burn. Yeah. So to, they're, they're coming in with a lot of bravado. No, they, exactly. I don't see how and they're going to back it up. like... You, Dominate the dominate the game industry. Like that's literally the Google Stadia. uh, They're coming out here like you're Muhammad Ali. Mark the company's intention to reform and dominate the games industry. 
An end to console boxes and the technological generations that have shaped the last 40 years. Like, you're saying you're going to take five decades, nearly five decades... of work, gaming of hard effort, between of game Netflix, warfare, nin- Nintendo, and but not even. I was, oh yeah, I was gonna say Sony, Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, Sega, Sega. Literally, you're gonna have the biggest war of video games, and you're, and you're gonna an just say, and end it all. You're you're doing the <laughs> Thanos, you're doing the Thanos slap. Like, nope, this yep. is all mine now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the big bad. I'm, I'm like, the big bad uh, boy. We're gonna see what happens. I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm I will curious, be. This is either gonna be the biggest technical. Um, advancement we've ever seen in the world so, or it's going to be the funniest like flop we've um, ever seen for those who know about the game No Man's Sky uh, I remember that remember yeah. in 20 I think it was 2016 or people 20, lost their mind over that oh my god I, I was one of them I was one of those people who heard about that game and I said this game is going to be the Infinite best worlds, thing since Sly Friend Sliced Bread like this is going to be the dopest thing ever you could fly around in space like you literally feel like you're in space travel um the creator of the game went on a complete press tour saying this is going to be the best thing ever. This is literally the perfect game. You're never going to be mad. You're going to be able to find people. And like The whole dream of what of it actually is now. Keyword is now. Because when it initially dropped, that whole first year... Boring. Oh my god. Crash New planet. and no one's burn. Here. They had no understanding they had they pretty much had a blueprint and they never followed through with it because there were literally people who were debunking everything that they say they were doing meeting up with people on the same planets being able to interact with people and talk to people like it was everything that they said they could do they couldn't until two years later when they was like we're gonna update the game now oh now you can do the things you said two years ago you could do and she took a big humble you know, he took a big spoonful of humble, like you know, of being humble and just saying, like, okay, I'm sorry. I gotta acknowledge it didn't work out that way. But Google Stadia is leaving itself a very big trap right now of saying, like, we've set this bar. Will we actually meet the bar? Is the real question. I'd be sweating if I was anyone working. There. I would be sweating too because that right there is you're putting your balls out on a platter and you're saying hey I have the best dish here and you're gonna enjoy it yeah. and if you don't I have the best dish and they are my testicles yeah and if they're not and I know they're the best <laughs> they're better than anything you've ever tried before oh man and you're like uh, I don't know yeah I don't know about that one um, but you know it sounds appetizing until you see it and and, and that's the I think that's gonna be the biggest key is once we actually see it really happen you know we'll see from there yeah so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. That has been the end to a wonderful first episode. We talked about a lot of cool things. You know, obviously we talked about Angelina Jolie, the Eternals uh, conversation. MCU. We talked about uh, the life of Borderlands and how amazing the new game is going to be when, it is, uh, when they announce the release date. And then we shared our thoughts about the very interesting and low-key controversial new gaming platform, that is Google Stadia. Uh, we hope you guys all enjoyed our show. Uh, please come and follow us on all our different socials. Uh, I go by Ryan the Loudmouth uh, on uh, socials. Um, you can follow me at, at Haberfeld underscore Ryan on Twitter and at RyeBread33 on Instagram. And um, for Charles? For me, I am Nerd Actor Charles. Uh, that is also my handle for on uh, Twitter. 
Um, that is going to be without the E uh, on Twitter. And then on Instagram, it is with the E in nerd. All right. And uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. Uh, feel free to uh, go check out our Anchor page where we'll be posting all of our different uh, short clips, our little announcements for upcoming episodes, our thoughts on things. Uh, our team-ups with 8-Bit for D&D. Yep, because we will be uh, hopefully getting more D&D sessions as we uh, continue on our podcast. And uh, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, peace. Peace.